Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out the Swiss and global fintech scene, connecting fintech enthusiasts with startups, incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate the fintech ecosystem. Here you can listen to the startup founder stories, what investors and incumbents are looking for when dealing with startups, and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're going to talk to Gert and we're going to talk about why mortgages or getting a mortgage is sometimes still painful in the 21st century and how his startup is helping users to go through this process, uh, which is often related to life-changing purchases of their lives, uh, to go through it more smoothly. And how is he helping the B2B players and his partners in this space to connect the borrowers with the lenders and purchases of real estate using the digital technologies. No surprise there, obviously. So thank you very much. How are you today, Gert? Oh, very fine, Rudy. Thank you. Thank you for, for having me. All right. So let us start at the very beginning or maybe not at the very beginning, but what is your backstory? What did lead you to try to sort out this mortgage process or ancient mortgage process and leverage digital technologies to improve it? I went to business school and I think as soon as I graduated, my career has now basically taken 15 years. And basically in the last 15 years, I've always worked on, let's say, the borderline of, of banking and technology. So my first job was basically already for a startup that builds software in the lending infrastructure. And so I grew it at startup to to roughly 30 people in Belgium and almost 60, 70 people in our offshore hub, where I basically, as employee number two, basically build up the company. So that was, let's say, my first ex- ex- exposure to lending and retail banking and what how banks were transforming their processes. And after that startup got sold, I was hired into Ernst & Young. And again, one of my first missions was for a very large European bank to look at the lending processes and especially changing their branch-based sales processes to online online consumer lending, car loans, but also mortgage loans. And again, two or three years working for uh, for on the big consulting side of things, I got more and more exposed to the whole fintech wave. Back then, the B2C wave started going, so you start getting these fintechs that built like digital mortgage brokers. And I was helping banks navigate, like, how do we need to respond against consumers that might want to get mortgages tomorrow online, etc. And as I got more and more focused on the innovation part, I started realizing that I probably made 10 to 15,000 PowerPoint slides about how banks could respond to, let's say, these, these fintechs and how they could basically upgrade their offering. And then at a certain day, realized that maybe instead of making PowerPoint slides, it would be more useful to create software to help them to take that jump because the jump would always be driven by code, driven by technology. And then out of that, I started first my first startup studio, Venture Studio, which which was my first entrepreneurial journey. And we focused in Adventure Studio very strongly on fintech. I ran that for two years. Then it was after a first investment acquired by a big consulting company. 
And then I was still restless about the about this mortgage process. One of the ventures we launched in that startup studio was related to mortgages. And then, yeah, I took the full-time position, started building Oper. And today we're 55 people that are just relentlessly focused on, on making mortgages, making mortgages a, a much more delightful experience for consumers. All right. So let's be a bit more specific. What problem are you solving and why is it worth solving? You said your company or your recent venture is called Oper. So what is the problem we're talking about here? Yeah, so buying a house and getting a mortgage, as you said in your intro, is one of the most important decisions you, you take in your life. But if you look at how you do that today, you buy a property and then probably you buy your bank or you fill in a form at your bank and you basically get into a, a manual process where you basically have a lot of physical interactions with your banker and you basically pass a lot of paper back and forth. What we saw in the market is that, so customer experience is poor. What you saw in the market as well is a lot of the banks across Europe, they're reducing their physical footprint, meaning we're getting less and less branches we can walk into and we can go into. So that creates a problem today in the market that you as a consumer are quite anxious when getting into this big life event. And actually the service offering of banks is not really tailored today, or they do not have the physical tenants anymore to serve you in a personal way. That creates a problem. You actually see that because of that, mortgage brokers get bigger, but we can talk about that later. What we basically do is we help banks to build a very, a very immersive, very personal mortgage experiences from their e-banking, from their website, to basically help you in a fully digital and automated way as a consumer. So that's what we're offering today. And we do this for the banks in a white-labeled way. Okay, you're not the only one, right? So even the incumbents, they woke up to this problem. And uh, right now you can have a quick idea about how much mortgage you can get, what would be the terms, and then you need to talk to them, fair enough, but you can do it online. So what is your unique selling point? Why your solution is better than what's out there? Yeah, sure. Quickly restart here. Uh, one, one difference that we have is that we work end-to-end. So basically, we do not look purely at an affordability calculator on your website, and then basically a branch employee needs to take over. So we basically can really create, our product really allows banks to have an end-to-end process. So from the first contact to the contract. And we've also in that process really looked at how do we make sure that we optimize the funnel so that when a client starts with this initial simulation and has questions that they can still have a virtual conversation or when they want a physical conversation and that they also when they go through the flow have to upload the minimum of documents that they connect data accounts we work for example with open banking to get proof of salary we work with property valuation data so it works end-to-end and it's very much geared towards how do we put this customer central and how do we make sure that the data for the loan file gets populated in a seamless way now, obviously, a lot of banks have been building these processes themselves. So if you if you say, now, now what is different, what makes Oper different, is that we today offer it out of the box huh? so that we basically can ramp up any bank in Europe in three months and give them that experience and also have these proven metrics of doing the mortgage process faster, so cheaper, and you can convert the right clients and actually also having really incredible conversion rates. So that's what we can offer to the market today. I see. So you see there are some basic online solutions out there, but there is a big drop-off if you look at the process from the beginning to the end, right? 
Yeah, and what I see a lot of banks doing, there are banks out there that really do great stuff. But what I often say there, Rudy, is that a lot of banks have approached the problem a little bit, a little bit without really rethinking the process. And what I mean by that is if we would compare navigations, how navigation systems have evolved, is that back in the days, if you would drive from Zurich to France, south of France, you would basically use a Michelin map. Today, if we drive from Zurich to France, we basically put on Google Maps or we do, we open up our ways. That's how innovation looks like. And that's, we want to be in a sense with Oprah, we want to provide that ways experience to consumers. What I see a lot of incumbents do today is they take the Michelin map, they scan the Michelin map and they put it on a PDF on their website and they say, now we have a digital process. But the, the complete experience is different. There is no data. It is not dynamic. And it's actually just on top of, put on top of a branch process. And that's, I think, where we have offer a real differentiator with our product today. Great point. Absolutely. So it's not about mirroring the existing process, but you can transform it now that you have different technology available than we had years ago, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So talking about technology, what is your technology angle or do you just have more brilliant engineers than others or you think about the business process differently? What's the tech angle there? The tech angle is, of course, with great engineers. But if you look, if you, yeah, so if you take the people angle, we have great engineers, but we also have great product managers, people that have been building a lot of technology for banks, with banks, or on the fintech side, and people also that have absolutely built technology for other industries than banks. And what I think that the fact that we also today are live in multiple European countries, running mortgages for multiple lenders gives us a lot of data and gives us a very consistent team. So we really are working on a very large scale and continuously looking at what works in the customer journey. How does a certain consumer or borrower respond to a certain process? So our mode today is really that flywheel where we're continuously improving the software and where we're actually continually also experimenting with, for example, new data services. I think one key point where we're investing a lot of our R&D to is how can we get a paperless mortgage approval? Meaning... How can we make sure that you are underwritten for a mortgage without having to give one single proof of salary on a PDF or on a paper file? No physical expose for your property. And so that are the things we're working on. We're continuously testing that with our clients and that way we can build up a lot of codified knowledge into our SaaS product. I see. All right. But for people who don't know you well, let's clarify a little bit. Are you a comparison website? Are you a white label solution? platform or do you want to be a bank at some point or what's the angle here as well yeah so pure software so we took a very deliberate choice to be no license holder so we work for banks and large mortgage brokers and we basically provide the software white label to them so they can run it for their clients or their prospects okay and how easy or difficult it is to work with incumbents where their process hasn't changed right so your software comes on top of it so how can you then change the process? You said you don't want um, to do what some incumbents do, just to mirror the existing process, right? So if your software comes into the play, how easy it yeah. is to actually are, deliver? Is this just a paint job or how can you do it actually? Definitely the clients we're working with, they want to change uh, something, uh, right? So there is a willingness to change. And what we also, when we started out, we were very young and ambitious and we wanted to replace everything. I think we matured as a company. So today, what we often do when we go to a bank is we say, look, today you have an online form and we use the metaphor of Google Maps and, and the Michelin map. 
and we say, look, can we focus on the online journey first? Can we help you to create an end-to-end experience there? Today, probably you only do three to two, three to four percent of your mortgages through that channel. Can we tackle that first? And do we get carte blanche there? And that's most of the times the green field where we start. And then we start proving, look, we can actually do 10 to 20% of your mortgage volume through this channel and through this process. And then we start taking more and more of the envelope. And then we start thinking, oh, do you also work with brokers? Can we also help you there with our infrastructure? And so typically we take, we spearhead one channel and build from there to build trust and to do more for them. So that, that works much better than saying, hey, this is Oper, we'll do Greenfield for everything because that's not how incumbents work. That's too risky. I see. Makes sense. Now, but let's talk about your business model. You did mention the magic word of last few years, SaaS, right? So your software as a service company, but how do you make money? Yeah, so as a, we, we get a SaaS fee today, so clients pay us just the license for running the software as a service. And then what we have also developed is a paper successful mortgage model. So in the example that I just gave, where we target one channel, we would then also get rewarded per successfully processed mortgage. And that way also have incentivized success to make this both have a win model to make this work. So you you get paid for, for time for users but also based on success, right? Yeah, and we deliberately don't have a user paid model, by the way. So it's just a fixed license and a paper mortgage. Why no users? And that's not always hard, not always easy with incumbents, is that we believe that certain parts of the mortgage book might be closed without needing a user. So I don't want to have an incentivation where I should sell a lot of users on my software. I just want to process a lot of mortgages for my clients. And if that needs a user, that's great. If that doesn't need a user, that's also fine. That's even maybe better. So we are really focused on fixed fees plus usage. So we, we're targeted to do more of the mortgage book. I see. So it's a fixed fee per bank. And then you yep. look at the usage, how many mortgages flow through it. Mm-hmm. And you have a success fee there. So Absolutely. you can people say this is we are all in the same all on the same boat. We are working towards the same goal, right? Exactly. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, so I understand you're not a platform, but still you operate in a B2B space. And when you follow a fintech, sometimes you have a feeling that it's all about B2C, payment app like this, transfer app like that, right? Super app and all kinds of things. But when you really look at the funding in last few years, two thirds of the funding went to B2B fintech, right? Mm-hmm. And also many people realize that yes, to see brand it's difficult to build it could cost 50 million just to get the awareness that you need etc so maybe let's go through b2b route let's talk to incumbents who have millions of clients and we go there right but how did you get going because it's it's good that if you land one incumbent they have millions of clients potentially but it's not easy to do enterprise sales to incumbents right no, absolutely. I think it's especially if you are a five people company in the beginning, you cannot sell your software to a UBS or to a Credit Suisse or to a Barclays, especially if you're building key mortgage infrastructure. That's pretty hard. That's too risky. So what we were quite fortunate with in the beginning was that when we basically had our first prototype, we had a smaller Belgian lender that basically really liked our prototype and our vision. And they were actually about to replatform. And they basically gave us the trust to bring us from prototype to product. 
so that was that gave us the possibility to be bootstrapped in the beginning and also to know that we were going to do real mortgages within within the first 18 months so i think that was was like that was very good for us to get going the only thing was quite quickly that the belgian market is as such very saturated and is not really big so it was a really bad market to grow in the space we wanted to grow so we quite quickly made a market assessment where we looked at okay where are the most where in Europe are a lot of banks that are extremely reliant on mortgages and that basically have a proven have proven to buy software as opposed to building everything themselves and that's actually how we ended up in how we had ended up ultimately in Switzerland because the DAC region was very interesting for us and then we started trying to get into accelerator programs incubators connector programs to make sure we could get in front of as many banks now Long story short, in the beginning, so that let so we went after Belgium to Switzerland, signed our first Swiss client within the year, within that year, and then out of the Swiss program, got into Austria, where a large Austrian bank was also launching a new venture, a new innovation project where we could also deliver the software, and then we also got into Plug and Play Frankfurt, we got into TechStars Barclays program, and just really started scaling from there, but always focused on mid-sized lenders and let's say and larger mortgage brokers because we made the mistake once of doing a POC for a really big bank and it's just very hard in enterprise to get into those large banks when you're too small so I think we're now ready for it but back in the days that was was bad to grow so very much focused on market and on on size and then yeah just have a lot of people in the business that know how to do enterprise sales and then that's how we got going. And realizing for large incumbents like Credit Suisse or UBS in Switzerland, if you start with just a few people, that's a tall order to persuade them to work with you. So that's why you created more traction with smaller banks, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes I ask myself the question, if I would be on their end and if I look at my career path, I could have been on that other side as well. Would I do it? And if the answer was hell no, then we just don't target them. So we really looked for banks that had a certain profile in terms of innovation and in terms of size where they would say it makes absolute sense to work as a company as Oprah. And that's what that was then for us a stepping stone to where we are today, where I feel we can serve much incumbents much more comfortably, like traditional incumbents. And so we are headed to where I wanted to go, which is why Switzerland and who are your key clients. But obviously, shout out to Mark from Tenity who introduced us and you talked about the incubator in Switzerland. So you were part of F10 and Tenity, right? Yep. So that's how we, so, yeah, that's how we yeah. got started in Switzerland. Absolutely. So you got help in terms of introductions, in addition to say classes about how to run a entrepreneurial enterprise, etc. or how did that work? Yeah, I think when we, I think when we got into F10, I know that in the beginning, the coaches got really crazy of us because I think a week before we were in the program, we already sent them a list with 50 people, like bankers we wanted to talk to. So for us, it was like, as of day one, we needed our second client. And so ultimately we landed, we, we landed our Swiss client through the program and also through the introductions of the program. So we're ever grateful for F10 for Entenity now for that opportunity. And that for us was, was definitely the stepping stone to more. And obviously, we crispened our messaging. We learned more about the DAC market, etc. It also led to us finding a lot of great talent in Switzerland because we still have an office there and we still have uh, quite some great people there. So we never left Zurich anymore. 
but that was definitely for us an accelerator. All right, great stuff. So fast forward to today, who are your key clients now? Yeah, so today I said serving mid-sized banks. So today, for example, in Switzerland, we serve a Swiss-wide bank called Bankler. is one of our reference clients. We they use us for all all their digital mortgage processing. We work for Triodos Bank, which is a sustainable bank out of the Netherlands, and they have presence in five European countries. One of them, one of our recent recent clients, which we're very proud of referencing as well, is, is Fundamenta, which is part of Schwebishal, one of the biggest in Germany. Building savings banks, that is, who's basically using us for their full mortgage portfolio in, in Hungary. And and that's what I say, a typical incumbent that shows for us, because they're one of the biggest ones in Hungary in terms of mortgage book. And also quite proud to work for a very big Czech consortium, which is called Hippo Nation, that basically processes roughly 60% of all Czech mortgages. And we are the, the service provider for with our technology for that platform. So portfolio today is Belgium, Switzerland, Austria, and then today also CEE region, which is growing quite expansively at this point in time. I see. All right. Okay. Understood. So we talk about mid-sized mortgage providers and we're expanding country by country. So what are the milestones that you want to achieve next? Yeah, so we last year we've grown really very fast in terms of clients, products, and, and team. So I'm always like, we're always a bit catching up in that sense. I think this year we are already I'm already very proud where we are. But for me, the next milestone is really to bring the, the company to roughly 10 billion in annually processed mortgages. So today at run rate, we are almost, we're already at 5 billion. So for me, that 10 billion is really, is really a milestone which we should hit in the next six to nine months. And that, so 10 billion mortgages, just to give you an idea, processed, that are roughly 40,000 mortgages. And again, to put that in another comparison, that's roughly 25% of the Belgian market or 5% of the whole German market. So for me, that's the goal. Again, what does that mean in terms of product? We're going to launch a product in two more European countries for lenders. We're working very strongly on the whole API solution and the integration solution to do more data collection out of source. And we're also working more now around green financing and renovation products as that's a regulatory thing that is coming up now in the EU. But for me, the most important thing is, okay, we can ship a lot of products. We can sell a lot of new clients, but it's really now to build this consistency in our team so we can ship support and sell our products faster than, than any competitor and that we will always outcompete internal IT teams on their mortgage processes. Fabulous. All right. So... That's that's great. Now, before I let you go, I have two easy questions typically as, and today as well. Do you have a business book that you would like to recommend that influenced you when you started your business or any other any other source of information for, or learning? I yeah, I that's a good question. So, I, we give in the company when you start at Oprah, you get like the knowledge project has these mental model books. We we typically give them to people who start because I think it's very good to think a bit and to have different thinking models and to solving problems. Uh, but personally, I refer a lot to I really liked Naval Ravikant's Almanac. That, that, that's something I reread a lot. And actually, lately, Machiavelli the Prince was the best advice ever to read. And I have the feeling I'm quoting Machiavelli the whole time these days. So, uh, that's also but maybe not. I don't think he wrote it for business leaders, but it's quite frightening how a person can write a book in medieval times 
that is still so accurate and valid today. It's pretty, pretty freaky. So that's my, maybe my favorite business book of the day. <laughs> wow. All right. So Machiavelli and the Prince. The Prince. Okay. If you haven't read it or you forgot it, then please come back to it. Okay. All good. Clear. So what's the best way to reach out and what kind of people would you like to hear from most? Best way to reach out is, is just to, to write me a message on LinkedIn or to email me at here.opercredits.com. I have good spam filters, so all the good emails will come through and all the spam won't. Who can reach out to me? I think anybody that's actively working on changing their mortgage processes. For me, it's not only about selling my software, but for me, it's also about having an exchange and sharing experiences. So always love to talk and, and see what, if we can be helpful. And I think then any, anybody, investor, operator, or just people looking for a great job and that are in love with the problem that we're solving, just reach out and see if we can, we can do magic together. Great stuff. Thank you so much, Kert, and good luck to you and Oprah. Thank you, Rudy, and thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com, where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests, or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at voiceofintech.com. Happy to hear from you. Thank you.